Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Onward with William McCarthy, live from Oaxaca, Mexico. One, two, check, check, check. It's me coming at you. I got my $3 flip-flops on, and I'm king of the streets. I got to call myself out. Now, the other day, this has happened a few times since I've been here. I walked to a restaurant called Papular. La Popular, I think. A friend of mine told me to go there. I walked up. It's full of like mid-20-something Australian girls having some kind of like hen party or a bridesmaid thing. And I literally like crossed the street like, nope. Um, I've walked down my little cobblestone street here in Xochimilco, in, in Barrio Xochimilco is where I'm staying. And I saw like almost like a tour group. They looked nice enough, like Dutch or maybe German. And I looked at them like, Oh, hell no. And they saw me and like a curmudgeon, I cross the street and I have to laugh. If I'm in Ireland and I see Americans in a pub, I'm like, nope. <laughs> and I'm in Mexico and I'm seeing pe- people, you know, like reveling in Mexico in January, trying to avoid the sun of whatever country or city that they live in. And I, I can't be bothered. I, I think I'm too cool for that. And then I go sit in a Mexican cantina, no one talks to me and then I get lonely. Anybody? Traveling by yourself is is interesting. And then I saw, you know, some kids with like, you know, in the baseball hat when they have a completely flattened straight bill and they've got some like geometric tattoos on. They look like they came out of like, um, you know, Williamsburg, Brooklyn, like hipster cats, right? And I'm like, oh, for the love of God, it ain't a damn fashion show. And then I look at myself and I've got like a fedora on. So I have to call myself out here, man. It's cool. I think life is all about owning stuff, right? Try to own what you can, do your best, go forward. It's been an interesting journey, man. As I was, I, I, I wrote a story the other day talking about uh, my, my prized possessions, the possessions that mean the most to me in, in the physical plane of this world are an old journal that I illustrated when I was a kid where my a lot of my collage artwork comes from and an old Yamaha guitar. And... Those things mean a lot to me, and ultimately I'm down here, and I'm thinking of that guitar because that guitar is as much of a triumph as it was in my life to carry it around the world, and then I met Eric and kept playing this guitar. I've been playing it since I was 12. I, uh, I'm failing at woodworking, like, pretty frequently. I... I got really excited. I went down, I got the wood, I bought it, I brought it back, I made a design, I sketched it out, and train wreck. Um, When you're doing uh, pyrography, with when you're burning into wood, it's really easy to let the burning get away from you. And it looked like a damn piece of, like a campfire wood. And it was supposed to be like this beautiful lettered calligraphy thing. The other day, I tried to do a piece about Napoleon because it was when we were um, bombing Iran. Uh, and I, I did this whole beautiful thing. I sketched it out and it just was too dark. The wood was too dark and then, okay. So I had some success with my, um, El Gallo, the rooster. And I put that on my Instagram. I was pretty proud of it. Then I tried again to do like a more of a Mexican sort of Diego Rivera, big, robust block type of, uh, lettering and this cross and this, this really artistic eyeball, with these, it was sort of like a, the heart, like the kind of the corazón 
the very Mexican looking thing and the teardrops looked like, I don't know, it looked like a tomato that was sweating. <laughs> so uh, that's it, man. And everywhere I go, man, I'm like laughing at my, my, my Western, like my first worldness. I, I, I saw a big super Mercado, like a big supermarket, kind of like a, I don't know, a, a one-stop shop, I guess kind of like a Target. And I got excited and I was going through the aisles and I'm like grabbing like cleansers and all this stuff that like, I don't need this stuff, but I, but I, I bought a candle that smelled good and like, you know, trash bags for my little casita that I'm staying in. I don't know why do we need these comforts. So maybe the hipster kid with the uh, neck tattoo and probably came from a good home. Maybe that person's bliss, that like wandering spirit is really where it's at. And I'm just being a weird 40 something. Uh, so here I am. I am in Mexico. I'm enjoying myself. I'm working hard. Now, um, between you and I, I was going to release my EP to the public, um, first of four series in my Wild Eyes album. And just because of the Iranian just debacle and the way the country's feeling and the way the world is feeling, I just felt like this isn't good. And so today was the day I was going to do it. And I'm thinking, you know what, let me just get through this little, this, this little time in Mexico. And I'm having some problems uploading and downloading images because the Wi-Fi is very uh, slow. So I'm just going to kind of take it easy and pump the brakes on that and keep working on my woodworking, my writing, and my rehearsing of music. Um, now, if anybody's following any part of my socials, you'll know that I went down uh, Federal Highway 190 and I went to a place um, called Tlacula de Matamoros. And please, if you're a Spanish speaker, uh, forgive my pronunciations. I just wanted to read this story to you. And uh, I, I wrote it, I, I was on a bus, a very crowded bus, and the type of crowded bus that like, so you have extended contact, like um, someone's shoe was touching my shoe for like hours. And I just uh, was laughing again at being sheltered coming from the land of dishwashers and garages and washers and dryers. Um, I am not in that place right now. And there's a lot of like just going with it that is super healthy, which is essentially why I came here. And uh, this story talks a little bit about, um, about, about looking at what reality is. And when you think you know, maybe you don't know. And um, this is called El Mercado. Uh, Tlacula de Matamoros Federal Highway 190, photography series number two. Oaxaca, Mexico. Well, finally I took to the road. Traveling somewhere to be by yourself is a very interesting endeavor. And I'm noticing that as much as it is a feast of creativity, it's also an exploration of stamina. I woke up at 4.30 a.m. today. I've been essentially here plotting out my new year both creatively, but also logistically, and some crucial pieces of the puzzle fell into place last night, so this early rise was one of great enthusiasm. Down Federal Highway 190, there's a town called Tlacula de Matamoros, and it's said to be the oldest continuous market in Mesoamerica. So I eagerly rolled out my mind wide open to embark on a day trek 
that you can see on my photo series. The state of Oaxaca is one of the poorest in Mexico. It's probably the best known for mezcal. There's an Oaxacan saying, para todo mal, mezcal y para todo bien también. For everything bad, mezcal, and for everything good as well. The journey to Tlacala is dotted with fabricas or palenques, small mezcal farms in the valleys of the desert. The market is a convergence of ranchers, farmers, and indigenous people with women dressed in colorful traditional garb, such as rebozos, embroidered blouses, and wool skirts. To emphasize the dazzling display of color I saw yesterday would be an understatement. Violets, deep azul tones, beaming crimson, reddish-brown pottery was everywhere I looked. When I arrived at the market, I was shocked I was shocked at the height of the indigenous people. I couldn't believe it. I'd say it's not uncommon to see adults that were well under five feet tall. A giant stone 16th century cathedral looms over the marketplace. And I couldn't help but think of Spanish conquistadors encountering pyramids and these beautiful and mysteriously small people adorned in bright colors with deeply tanned skin. What the Spaniards must have thought in this foreign sun-beaten landscape. The first sign that I was deep in the heart of a valley quite literally from another century was that indigenous people were drinking tejate, a fermented corn and mammy seed drink. The second sign was that I saw people on horseback, walking through the market with goats tethered to rope and even selling live turkeys all tied together by twine. And in a fascinating twist I read about Zapotec, an ancient language that is spoken in the region that is now endangered. I'm positive I heard different dialects that I was not familiar with, and perhaps it was one of these ancient dying languages. And so there I was, with all this visual information coursing through my thoughts. My senses were being assaulted with every smell you can imagine. Manure, meats, cooking over coal, pottery kilns, spices and herbs, and then the music. Mariachis performing for tips, Large, thunderous, hand-wired sound systems being run off of car batteries, absolutely blaring ranchero music with dramatic trumpets. In all this madness, I was struck by the absolute craftsmanship of everything that I saw. Completely speechless. Hand-graved woodworking, clay pots, intricately woven dresses. My mind was spinning. I also saw large vats of soup being stirred with entire goat's head poking out, teeth, skull intact, looking back at me. This is life, literally shifting me from the outside in, reaching inside to that me that greatly needs updating right now. I went to the desert and allowed myself to be open, and I was quite moved at this reminder that we can shift at any time. We can choose growth in life, and we are not as tied down as we think we are. We are not sidelined, saddled, nor shelved. The choice is always ours. I don't tell people this very much, but one of my favorite sensations in life that I mentally visit during times of duress is the feeling of riding in the back of a truck. No seat belt, no safety regulations, just wind blowing back my hair as I trust the driver won't kill us and peer out at the landscape surrounding me. It's a delicate dance to trust like that. And I used to do this as a child a lot in a much simpler time, and I'm pretty sure this has all been outlawed in the States nowadays. I saw a lot yesterday, 
Entire families huddled together in the backs of trucks, smiling, sharing, drinking, eating, sucking down jaritos or Mexican Coca-Colas down dusty roads amongst the agave fields at dusk. I saw a moon rise the day before, and it felt otherworldly to see the ruins of the Zapotec Valley pyramids at dusk, knowing ancient people likely prayed to the heavens from them. As I left the market and waited in line for the bus back to Oaxaca, a tiny old woman, probably about 80 years old, with yarn woven into her hair and deep brown skin, motioned at me. She then pointed to a two-liter Pepsi bottle. It was under her arm, and it was clear for some reason. I thought she was trying to sell me water. She looked up at me and said, Mezcal, lo hice yo mismo. I didn't understand. Then I realized what she was saying to me. She was selling me mezcal that she had made herself. Likely a recipe passed down through the ages, made and then poured into a plastic soda bottle to sell. I looked at her squinty ancient eyes. She smiled with a calm on her face that only could have come from sun and a lifetime lived under desert night skies. I looked up, face to the sky and squinted as my mind flashed back to me sitting in a restaurant in snowy New York looking at a menu in a cramped restaurant. In cities all around the world, people dine out and select fine wines and spirits. We spend years refining our taste buds. We strive for quality in life and celebrate it whenever possible in the first world. Here I was talking to an 80-year-old moonshiner, and all at once I realized I now know so much, and at the same time, I know nothing. William McCarthy. So there you have it. The more you uncover, the more you realize the information's coming in, but there's just so much to learn. It's funny sitting in our perch in the first world. With the Trump debacle that happened last week with Iran, I was talking in my last podcast about being kind of creeped out by memes on Twitter and like people's fallout and the way people were kind of making it like a duel, like a real war lust was happening around me and I, it made me uncomfortable. I was listening to a really great podcast um, on NPR and it was discussing the memification of World War III. And I thought this is fascinating. Other people are noticing it. I think when we live in a world with MMA, cage fighting, um, recently the Houston Astros in America baseball team were definitely caught cheating. Um, they were they had they had cameras installed and they were stealing the signs of catchers, signaling to pitchers and telling the batter what pitch was coming. They did not get their title stripped. It would probably be too disruptive. You just get this sense in the first world that we're kind of like money always seems to be like the agenda, right? There are people profiteering off of of war, people that um, broker deals with. Um, weaponry, ammunition, planes, drones, and so on. And these people are advocating for the war, obviously because there's massive profit. Why don't we talk about these things more? I don't, it, it's a strange thing in the first world where it's, there's such an agenda to it, but then, you know, if you question it, you're kind of a radical, but you're not. Um, money's not always the answer. And I feel like a culture could perhaps, Western culture, the first world could perhaps, perhaps be in a bit of decay here. 
and we could be declining. I, I don't like the way the Iran thing felt. We have a, a bloated, wealthy, privileged president who was impeached and within a couple weeks decided to murder somebody he's never met. And I was listening to the great comedian Bill Burr speak the other day and, um, online, and he was just saying, you know, how can war be legal? And that's so true. He's like, you know, this is an archaic practice. We have more guys. We're going to kill your guys. And then when we kill your guys, you will submit. And then we will prevail and we will win. So we've won. Um, destabilizing a region and uh, trillions of dollars, 20 years at war. And there's war lust coming out in these bizarre memes and talking heads and pundits on Fox News and CNN and so on. And I can't help but look at it and think that these people are licking their chops thinking, oh, this is great. Ratings, ratings, which is money. So I just get this sense, this I have, I have like an unease about the first world. And this is a place that I came to kind of get clear and, and clarify some things. I feel highly uncomfortable with it. I mean, did I cross the street when I saw those tourists because those are bad people? I think no. Uh, maybe because I want to be with stillness. And I want my mind to evolve and work through some of these things that have been going on. I play guitar. I sing. I have dedicated my life to learning how to sing. The craft of singing. The craft of writing. The, the craft of lyric writing. And I'm in an environment where... Uh, Spotify has made basically music for free and it's devalued music. So if there's not a demand for music, then we've got a situation because it costs so much to make it. So I can't say that walking side by side with this strange reality of money and commerce and in a marketplace, I do really feel like our psyche online take such a beating out there in the world and we don't even really realize it. Um, so looking at this old woman's face, the, the aforementioned woman in the story, this woman, I, I, I mean it, she was probably 80 years old and she, she very, she very much had like the Frida Kahlo, Kahlo um, kind of like woven silk with it into the braids of her hair. And she just looked so beautiful to me, so beautifully gray and so beautifully wise. And she had this two-liter bottle of, of mezcal that she had made, and she was selling it. And I have no doubt that this, had, this probably came from a recipe that's been going on for hundreds of years in, in her community or her family. And I looked at her face, and I looked at her fingernails, and I looked at her wrinkles and her squinty eyes and her glow and her smile. And I thought about... Instagram influencers. I thought about gentrification. I thought about Amazon, the domination of a marketplace, monopolies. I thought about war. I thought about money. I thought about the first world. And I'm going to disappear into that woman's face for many years to come mentally. I can already tell. Because when I'm sitting in those cramped restaurants of London or New York or whatever first world pinnacle place with a great reviews and a line out the door and a snarky maitre d' and some 
probably young actor or dancer coming to the city trying to get their career off the ground waiting tables. I'm going to think about that mezcal that I'm drinking in that fancy restaurant. I'm going to think about the smokiness of it and where it came from. And as I said, now that I feel I've learned so much, I really realize I've learned actually very little and there's so much to know. Well, here I am, guys. I'm going to go back out there into the world today and walk down these streets and keep reflecting and keep playing this guitar. The release of the music is going to have to wait for a little bit. I think that the uh, I think that the connection speeds and so on of me getting this out to the world are just a little compromised here. And I just wanted to leave you with those thoughts. Um, I really appreciate your comments. And feel free um, to... Write me directly, um, DM me. You guys know how to find me. I'm on, I'm on all the socials. You can write me if you if there's a subject that you'd like me to cover in this podcast. I'd be more than happy to check it out and have a think about it, and to answer questions even. I enjoy doing this, guys, and I enjoy you. I enjoy this path, and I know that I'm not um, out there singing into a microphone right now and I'm not on tour, but it doesn't mean I'm not working and it doesn't mean that I'm not creating. And this is a really beautiful epoch. This is an interesting journey and an interesting time for me. And I look forward to returning back to New York City with this in my soul. I appreciate you guys listening and get out there. It's January 2020, month one going pretty well. Two weeks in, I'm liking it. Chins up, chest out. We got this. You've been listening to Onward with William McCarthy, live from Mexico.